0: following the shirah of Chana, so we hear what happens next we Shmuel parik beis, Pasa Kedarev, and it says V'yelech Ilkono haramatsah el-beisui with his family, with Chana, they returned to their home V'anar Shmuel, who was still a young boy at that stage, was only two the home of is Hashem, as for the he was serving Hashem in front of Eliyakon so what, how was he serving Hashem exactly? At the age of two, he was too young to do Avoidah. We know there's an age for Avoidah. And the uh, well, age is 20 or 25 for Levim. We don't find Shmuel as a child was able to do Avoidah. But the Chazal tells us, it's and, and that is that Shmuel was really serving Eli Akon. He was there as a shamish stone to, to, be, to be, be together with Eli. Benefit from the tutelage of Eli, but also learn from Eli. And in the Mishamishim served him ways, he taught, And that the Mishamish is considered being Mishamish to Hashem. The Mishamish is the person's Mishamish to Tamil Chachim, is like the to And therefore, Shmuel was being Mishamish to Tamil Chachim, and in that way, in that sense, he was being Mishamish to Shkhinah too. The, that's a simple chance. The other, the other point is explained here. Yeah? is that he was being trained. And therefore it's true that he wasn't yet old enough to be a Misharis of Hashem, so to speak, on his own. But the, the promise that Khanna had made was that she would leave her son uh, to be someone who is going to be Misharis of Hashem. And uh, Shmuel, at a young age, was really being trained into doing that way. And now it's an amazing thing, because this was Shmuel who was being brought up, being nurtured, to be alive with Hashem, whereas in the very same environment that he was, in the, Besavik, in the Mishkan, where Shmuel was, where Eli Kohen was, at the same time we find the sons of Eli were there too, they were the Koyanim, and it says about them, Eli B'liyal, B'liyal is always the word that the Nach uses for a person who is bliol. you know someone who doesn't hear So people that hear Hashem, they didn't know HaShem, which obviously they knew where HaShem was, they, was, they were the Kohanim. But what we mean is that they weren't, uh, they weren't respectful enough of HaKadosh Baruch as we're going to see what they did wrong. Now, there's going to be two different accusations leveled at the Bnei Eli, but if you look carefully at the words, it seems to be that there are two different groups of people who are being discussed. So, so far in Pasuket Bayes, they refer referred to as Bnei Eli, The sons of Eli. he was a Kohen goddel and they were maybe the senior or the most prominent Kohenim. They weren't the only khaniim. Therefore, it says, <laughs> The way that the Mishpat, the, the rules of the Kohenim, had in dealing with the people was called ish the Anybody who brought a carbon, zevach is a Shlamim. So we know that by Shlamim, most of the meat goes to the owner. There's only a certain Chalakim which goes to the Kohen. But what happened was, When the owners were cooking the meat, which was rightfully theirs. And then the naira, not the himself, but now we're talking about somebody else called the naira of the kohen. He would come, and when the cooked meat was cooking, he had a three-pronged like, fork in his hand. And what he used to do, he different ways of cooking. A kir is, uh, is like a rounded pot. A dud is uh, something which boils in hot water. A kalachas is something which is used with oil, power, is like a frying pan, whatever, whatever method they were using of cooking the meat. <speaking in Hebrew> the Kohen would take but, as much as he could dig out of the meat, with his pitchfork, that's what he would take for himself. So, <speaking in Hebrew> and that's the way they used to act to all the Jews who came to Shira to bring their korbanis. And this obviously was, as you're going to see, not the way kind of meant to act, and therefore uh, it, it's, it contributed to. A, a general decline in the amount of people coming to Shiloh. We began the story of Shmuel saying that it was very uncommon in those days of so the Jews to be all the regular and Al Khan's was to go around the various towns and bring them back. And why is it like that we now see because there was a the fact of the Khanim who basically distanced people from coming to Shiloh who, who turned them off the Avoida and the way that the Khan were doing the Avaida and therefore that contributed to the fact that Khanishal didn't want to come anymore. Now, what were the conims So when we spoke about the first uh, accusation. leveled at the kainim was that they used to so to speak, take the meat from the people. What was the? What were they doing wrong? So the simple reading of the pesukim seems to indicate that they were stealing. What did not belong to them? They were the the were given the portions which the kainim were intent, meant to get, and more than that, they're not allowed to take. It belongs to the owner, and the kainim is not allowed to take it. It's not his. It belongs to the owner. And that's case, the fact that they would just take at will, randomly, whatever they got, and not the specific pieces designated to them, which are, as you know, the chalakim of the Kaim and the shlamim, sorry, are the of the shaykh, which means part of the chest and the shaykh is the leg, and not just whatever they get when they dig out of the meat. So the mashmutz would be that there's a shaykh be the What would be their motive to just stick
1: a fork in a pot and take I mean, if you're already stealing, so why wouldn't you
0: steal the best parts? So, what, what, what does it do? Why um, was this the way that you tried to attack? Role. Okay, find that's a good question too. Now, it's a, and that's like there. are Adam a But that was a mistake. The mistake was that they were stealing. There is another interpretation which is brought down, which says, Zara brings it from a few def- Akronim, and that is that, the mis- that we don't find that the time in the Kronim was that they were stealing. And if a person wants to be Melamed's to some extent, on according what they were doing, so there's a very interesting Gemara. There's a Gemara in Churid, and the Gemara talks about Abayah. Abayah is the one talking to us in the Gemara. As we know, Abayah was a king. And therefore, even though Abayah lived way after the Churban, and he lived in Babel, and therefore when it came to coach him, and it came to Truma, obviously Abayah wasn't entitled to take that. He wasn't tired. There wasn't tired in those days, and there wasn't the rest of English, and he wasn't in the of Israel. But there are Matanus Kahuna, which are... Which a coin can take, even if he's Tomei, even if he's in Choslaret, by virtue of being a coin. For example, there's a den of, um, well, a number of examples, Pidjanaben is a den of the coin's prerogative anywhere, even today. There's a den of Yzraela <coughs> Chayyam which means if a Jew uh, slaughters a regular animal as Chudin, not as carbonous, so the the coin is ranked to certain parts of the animal too. So the Gemara says this, the following: Abaye, who was a coin said, "Meirish. At the beginning, I thought that, being as I'm a coin, I have the right to go and take the matzahs And he thought, said, therefore, by my by being the first coin to be there to take matzahs kohen, I was showing chavivusamitzah. I was showing uh, the amount I'm interested in doing a mitzah because the mitza for the coin to eat the portion which is allotted to him, and therefore, just like I would be the first in the first in line to do any mitzah." That's Chaviva Samitvat, his reasons to do mitzvahs. So he made, I made sure to be the first coin to try and take uh, whatever matin's kona there were. Chaviva Samitza. He says, But given the shamana, and once I heard what Yosef taught, and that is that there's no chiv on the coin to take, not, there's no actually Easter. So the coin to take on his own has to be given to him. It says in the Basket of that that uh, that the owner has to give the matin's kona to the coin, the coin is not to take it on his own. And it doesn't, obviously, things like trimmer, for example, or khala, so of course the owner has to give it, because it has to separate it. Until the owner has separated the trimmer or the khala, it's indistinguishable indif- from the rest of the food. It's unrecognizable. So of course the coin can't take the owner's That was never the question. But as we're talking about an animal, and is the first and an animal, the coin gets the Zraya, the L'chaim, and the cable. The is a jaw. So it's very clearly definable what that is. The owner doesn't have to say this is the matnas Skunna, because... It's, 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 we know exactly which uh, we can identify, we can distinguish it from other pieces of meat and therefore Abayah thought originally I can take it on my own it's my right as a coin and whoever submits I'm going to try and take it for myself until he heard a progressive thought, and that is that it's the owner's job to give it it's not a coin's that I take on his own so Abayah says at that stage obviously I stopped taking it on my own but I used to ask for it so if I knew somebody was shafting an animal I would say I'm a coin, may I have the why? Not because he needed the food so much, but because he felt this was a mitzvah. And therefore just like a person wants to do mitzvahs, so the way he was trying to enable himself, more opportunities to do mitzvahs, was by going to ask for the matins coin In other words, in Abani's way of looking at it, there was no difference between a kohen looking for different binyanim so you can do birkas kohenim again, or a kohen looking for different people or shuffling animals so you could, you could eat the matins kohonim again. And therefore, that's what he said on the second stage, and so he decided that even that, it's nechsi, it looks like Rav raft of If a coin is looking for different mignons to dochen again each minyan, no one's going to think anything bad about the coin. bless more Jews, and he's so doing more mitzvahs each time. It's so fantastic. It. But if a person's looking to eat whatever he can, so even though the coin's intention might be noble, but for sure, from the point of view of the onlooker, it doesn't look like that. Uh, and therefore, it looks like a person's uh, being a glutton. And therefore, if I decide at that stage, he's not going to ask either. So we see a process that originally he thought, from his point of view, this was, it was a mitzvah to eat the mataz koin if I'm a queen, and that's the okay. case. So I'm going to either actively try and take it, or if when I decide I'm not allowed to do that, at least go around asking for it. And it's only later on we decided that in the way people look at it, which in his opinion was wrong, he felt that it was a mitzvah by him, but the way people look at it as something which is negative, so then he stopped it. Now, if that's the case, we find something similar to this. We find something similar to this: the idea that was there an Indian um, Was there an Indian for a kohen to to try to do the midst of eating Matan's kornah? It says about a certain kohen name of Rabbi Shmuel ben Pabi, and the Gemara in talks to his credit that in his tenure as a kohen gadol, there was never any kachim meat which wasn't eaten in the time that was given to eat kachim. We know that most korbanos which are kohen can get to eat. Of a day and a night to eat them, and if there's a lot of karbonis, and there aren't enough kahnim, so then the meat would not be eaten by the time that would have to be destroyed, or have to be burnt. It's called naisa In the Gemara says when Rabbi Shmuel bin Pabi was a gadol it was never naisa Rabbi Shmuel bin Pabi, the Gemara seems to indicate, could eat a tremendous amount, and he ensured that it was never nisah in the best of Middash, he ate any any meat which was left. And the Gemara talks about it to his credit, which means this idea also that. Uh, for, for the coin to eat matnas kohenah was considered a mitzvah. It was considered a mitzvah. It was considered something uh, which was advant- uh, like, meritorious, especially if it's going to prevent the kohanim becoming nicer And if that's the case, and that's the case, so then the mafreshim will explain that the son of the vinyeli wasn't as blatant as that they were going to steal meat uh, from from the owners, which wasn't coming to them what what the what the came to say is that they came to take their chaylik. Now, why well, it's a bit difficult to read. Really, the we will see in a second. There's two diokim which is hard to explain with us. We'll see in a moment. But at least the poser explained that the mistake of the Kohenim wasn't that they were stealing what wasn't theirs, but rather they were taking by force what was theirs, and even that was wrong. Even Abayah originally thought the same way. That it's the kohen's right to take his matnas kohenah, but uh, but uh, the maskana that he came to and the maskana which is correct is that it's a dinner the owner to give it, it's not a dinner of the coin to take it now, why it's a bit difficult to read into the Pasuk is because the Pasuk says whatever the fork grab, that's what the coin will take and the mashmores also was random whatever he managed to pick up, that's what he took but, but uh, if you're going to try and explain it in a more favourable light, so the understanding is the coin went to look for their and they went to take it. Now, is that something which W- which was really belonging to them, to the Kohen, it belonged to the Kohenim, to the Kohenim generally. Can one Kohen decide to take something which belongs to the Shevetah Kohenim? So, really, the Gemara talks about this. And the Gemara says, the Baskan of the Gemara is that one Kohen can't take something which belongs to the Kohenim because the owner can say, I want to give it to a different coin. And since it's my thing, I can choose who I want to give it to. And that's the okay. case. So once one coin have more right to take it than a different Kohenim. I'm not mean, this So therefore, being as it is more than one coin, you have no right to take it. Now well, that applies depends, to... Well to say. Now that depends on, that, dep- that applies to truma or bachar or, or carbonos like that where the owner has the right to choose it to give it to. When it comes to kachim, which means bring, uh, uh, animals are bringing the best of Megdash, now this becomes a big discussion, because the is that the kachim the brought go to the shift of the coin kind of who, who on duty on that particular day. When we call the Pesach, the family of coin kind of who were the ones working with Meirish that day, they get to share the meat of the carbonus of that day. But even then, we're talking about a whole family. And within that family, does the Yisrael have the right to decide, I want this particular coin to bring my carbon Or no. We come in the Besameh any coin who will come and offer to bring a carbon, okay, has the right to do it. I can't choose the coin I want to do the avoid. This is, not, this is actually a big big discussion, and it's, if you're learn, learning him it's not that clear. It's not that clear if the owner has the right to, to this, choose the coin he wants to bring as carbonus, and the reason for that is because the Gemara says that, especially by Kochim that they don't really belong to the owner anymore. But as soon as I say I'm bringing this animal as a carbon, so now it belongs to Hashem. He said he brought as a carbon, and the, the owner is just going through the motions which are obligatory on him, and that is to bring it to the base of Mikdash. Once it's there, he's done his job. And from there the coin take over, and it could be there for the owner has no rights to say, who's the coin I want to do it? Now, if that's the case. So then the fact that the coin decided on their own who they're going, that they're going to come and take what is due them, again, wouldn't be against the rights of the owner. It might be that they were taking it without being given it, which was a prominent owner, right, but it's not as bad, so to speak, as something which they would steal, or something to take by force, which was against the... The, the the rights of the owner had to take it. Now, why would they why would they use this method of taking it? Isn't past is that they were taking from the It says so the Mishmahtaqani in Islam was that the Khilik of how the took their portion was was in this method, they took it by force. In which case the problem wasn't the ghazl as much as the problem that they would they were helping themselves to the and not waiting for the owners to give it to them. And and uh, that was the first mistake. That was now, the mishpat Akhanim. Now the next point is we have the, the Nari Akhanim as well. The Nari of the Akhanim, which were the workers of the Akhanim, or the younger Akhanim, and they went to separate That's the next passage. And since says, again, but is Even before they had been maklifed the part of the Shek, which is the Khelev, which is the Khelev first. And the Halakha is, we know this the Gemara Zahim, that the owner or the Khelev are not allowed to eat the meat until they've been maklifed first, the Khelev, which goes to Hashem. And therefore, even before they had done the hakhtarah of the chalavim, mm-hmm. so the naira would come to the person who brought the karman and he said, No, it's less the Give meat for the coin to cook. And this is indicative of another interesting point. And that is that another difference between the first pasuk and the second pasuk is that we saw that the Nah describes us in detail. They would take it from the pot, from the frying pan, from the roast, or whatever it's going to be. What the discussion about? And the answer is, and this is something we see a number of times, a number of times in 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 the Chazal, in the Nach, but also in the Chazal, and that is the cost of firewood was more expensive than the cost of the meat, and therefore you know, the, the the expense or the difficulty in cooking the meat was a big it was a big deal. And therefore, originally what the kohen would do is they would, go to, they would wait for the owner to cook and then they would take from the cooked meat. It made it easier for them. They didn't have to cook it themselves. Um, now, that's the... was cooked together with uh, the... Oh, now we get to the next one. And that is, at what stage did the a shaykh which, which means the chalik of the kohen, have to be separated from the rest of the meat? At so what, what stage... I was, the, we're going to talk about that. At what, at what stage was it given to the kohen? So, the is the Gemara says that really, what's meant to matnas kohen is also for Israel to eat. And if it's also for Israel to eat, so that's the okay. case, so then you can't cook it with food which is meant for the Israel, because just like anything which is also to eat, if it's mixed into a mixture of other food, it's going to also, or at least the taste of the Israel is going to make everything alter. And therefore, the taste of the matnas kohen, which is meant for the kohen, in in the food which is meant for the Israel, is going to make everything also. no different to trimmer. If a person cooks the truma together with his regular food so then the truma is going to aser everything because the taste of the truma is going to spread into the other food and if that's the okay, case so everything is going to become also awesome to eat. So to say that they that the that the, that the Yisrael would cook the matnas kodin together with everything else would be very difficult except the Ava G'mar and the Yomarim is talking about the Zraya B'shayla which is talking about the El Nazir. By Nazir so, the halachi is that one of the things brings the shlomim, and the zraya, which is the arm of the, of the shlomim, goes to the coin. But they would cook the whole the aisle together, and then the coin would take, they would give the coin his chalik. There's a reason for that, and that is the nozer's shlomim had to be cooked over the hair of the nazir. And they had to cook the whole thing together, and then afterwards they give the chalik to the coin and that the Gemara asks, why wouldn't it ask the rest of the food as the chalik of the coin. And the Gemara's answer is, it's bottle b'sheshi which means it's the proportion of the zraya, which is a forearm given to the coin, in comparison to the rest of the whole, uh, the whole animal, which is being cooked together, we be less than the 60th, and if we aren't worried that the taste is going to be noticeable, it's going to be felt, tasted, in the rest of the meat, if it's not also. Now, that's after the case of the el nazir. The Gemara does not talk about so much about the other, the other korbanas. The question is, would that, in which other cases would that same jinn apply? But that's what the that's what the Na'arim came in and said. that said either give us the meat now, because if you don't, then we're going to take from your cooks. If you give us the meat now, then we'll, we'll, we'll then we'll take the raw meat, and if not, then we're going to come and take cooked meat. And then once again, it doesn't make sense. Why would the why would the kohanim, or why would the Yisraelim cook the chalik of the Kohenim, and then the Kohen want to take? meat which has already been cooked. Like I said before, either take it from the pot or take it from the coin. Once he's cooked it, when the Kharidah would be a problem for the israel uh, to cook the coin's meat. So why would they... Isn't this talking about the extra portions that wasn't made Again, it depends on the it. If you're going to Radaka the they're coming to steal. So if you're going with the Halakad, they're coming to take what was rightfully theirs, but they're coming to take it with Zraya, by force. So then this was the... The question why would they want to take it um, cooked? <coughs> or rather, the question is, why would the owner want to cook it? Let's on to the first passage. The passage says that what the problem was is that if it was the Mishpat it was the rules of Akkani made for the people. And therefore, like the Mufashmib say, said, the not the Torah said that it has to be, as far as the Torah is concerned, he give their meat to the coin, which is his rule, and then it's his job to, to take care of it, to cook it, or to, however he wants to prepare it for himself. The karnin then established this new rule, and that is, you have to cook the meat for us. We're corny, we're busy working, you have to cook the meat for us. And then we're going to come and take the cooked meat. And that was the first step. And the second step was the came to say, you know, if karnin will come now and make it easier for you. If you give it to us up front, then, you, then we'll take it for you. otherwise you're going to want to be the cook for us. Which means, both of the points we're mentioning here, was that the karnin was taking an at fair advantage of their position. Either they're taking advantage of their position to take by force, or they're taking advantage of the position to force the Israel to cook for them, whichever one was going to be. And then once again, it was wrong. But one can explain the justification what the Koenig would say. They'd say, we're busy all day bringing the carbonus. We don't have time to cook the meat. There's a time limit. The meat has to be eaten by midnight. So if we're going to be busy all day bringing Corbinus, then you're going to have to cook the meat first. And therefore, it's, you have all the time in the world your carbon's will be brought you can you have the whole day now to do what you want to do so we're making a rule that, yeah, the, the Israel has to cook the khedek of the coin one could explain the justification that they gave for such a thing We could explain the rationalization of why it was that once we got to that stage then the carmen were taking it for advantage of them and then they would come along and say now nah, you are cooking to just take it for ourselves that's us ours. again if you're going on the mahalach that they weren't taking what wasn't theirs they were taking what was theirs but it was taking mm-hmm. it in the stage where they had forced the, the Israel was bring, whoever was bringing the carbon, to prepare on their behalf that was the first mistake and then the bigger mistake was to take the meat before before the Haktar now once again, technically was the Kahn doing something wrong? No and the reason for that was was because the, the, the lach is was not allowed to eat the meat before the haktar. but the fact that Kahn wants to take the meat for himself and then keep it and drive the haktar, and then eat it, it's a mutter there is nothing you have to separate the meat off the laktarah that the halakhat is also to eat until doctor. and if that's the case what happened was the kohen would come the nara khan would come and give me the meat and then I'll do laktarah for you Now, why, why would they do that? What was the point of that? So now we come to another point of beneath the surface we see what was happening in the time of Shiloh and this was added to the problem and that is there weren't just two khanim there were other khanim too like we said before it wasn't just the sons of Ali but there were groups of Kohanim who were in Sheila and each one wanted the meat. And if that's the case, if there's only one coin, he knows it has to come to him. You know, it's like the one coin in Shl, he's waiting for the Russian because who else are you going to give it to Or the one coin in towns; of course you're going to give him a thing's coin. What else are you going to do with it? But if once you have different coin with different groups of coinim, that now it becomes competitive. Each one wants to get it. And if that's the case this became an inter in fat or inter group of coin fat, that you get the meat. And if there used to come Bukaiak to take it. Make sure that they you were know, the to get it, and then they would come and say, "Give us the meat up front, even that you wanted to cook for us, because then so we've got it." We've got it, so not the rival corner And uh, like I said, it wasn't technically also it wasn't technically also because they weren't eating it yet. They just wanted to make sure they would get it, so they would kilo make sure that uh, whatever means were they had to make sure that they would be the, each kind would he would be the one to get the matzah corner And then again, obviously, uh, for the for the Jew who's bringing the carbon. So from his point of view, he wants to bring his carbon, he doesn't care which car gets to eat the meat, anyway has to go to the car. And therefore we see in design, a yam al raish. Then first of all, the carbon will set the car, which you have to give you the meat at front. I want to I want to show my carbon's broth. And I say, What I want you to do is first bring me to the kharif. That's the And then afterwards the kacha time and after. You want meat, you can take the meat afterwards. But I want to make first bring a kayak carbon for me. And the comment said, no, So either you give it to me now, like i it before, or I'm gonna take it by force, which is later on. And uh, therefore the 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 influence or the impact that it had on Kla Israel was Hashem. <laughs> the result was that the Kohelim misused their position and made to turn people off Bring carbonist. it made them feel like so to speak that they had been uh, instead of bringing the carbon which is a ruchni experience in the way to describe it to Hashem as getting involved in the infighting between the koinim and I wanted to be involved in that if you have an example today when one wants to go to the garden. Someone wants, one wants an uplifting experience you want the bracha you want advice you want uh, direction you want chizuk and that's what it's meant to be. A person goes to Ghazal, he waits in line, he gets to see the Godal, and, uh, okay, he comes out on a high, he comes out in khuzuk. That's what it's meant to be. But if it's going to be one of those people, I don't know, be one of those people who they have all kinds of interest groups working outside, one says, give me 200 dollars, I'll get you ahead the head of the night. i said, "No, well, give me 300 dollars, so I'll push him out the way. You come out feeling that it, instead of being something, being a roofing experience, something which is uplifting, You've got involved in the dirty infighting between different groups. But it lessens, it cheapens the experience. And that's what happened in the Mishkan too. The person wants to bring a korban. He wants to bring a korban, he wants to be the He wants to come close to Asha. And uh, the fight between the coin and who's going to bring it and who's going to get the meat, and who's gonna, it ruined the, the, the ruchnius of the Avodah. Was Al-Qaeda right though? Should people come anyway? They're permitted to come. So, to, to be able to separate the chaff from. Right, the, so you well, I have to do what I have to do, but again, people do get that experience. You come to do something, and you feel that that's a kilo. The the people there aren't involved in the same Rukhni experience. They're just there to try and get for the game for themselves. So one feels that it, they're not doing justice to the importance to the importance, or to the gravity, to the holiness of the seder. Can someone rise up? Can for sure. it's meant to be. But uh, this, was, this was a it's mistake. A that was that was a mistake of the cardinal. Kind that of was the effect that the mistake had on on the, con- the common, so to speak, feeling of the Jewish people.